0: They got the money on a bet. Gold crocodile, oh, hey oh, they snap their teeth on your cigarette. foreign types with the hookup pipes say hey oh hey oh hey oh Rides in to Blue Kingswood. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. There it is. I'm glad that's gone. <laughs> Who gave you that idea? Did you just find that yourself? Is that the one you were hearing at the end of your nightclub nights, mate? No, no, mate. No, I'm still, you'll know I I when you hear it. The one you hinted at, I thought I had, yeah.
1: Okay. No, no, but, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm keeping that one. It,
0: it's got, a, it's the most obvious one for me, but a bit of an age difference. But anyway, well, if so, if do this, I'll do more now. I'm going all right. But uh, who have we got joining us in the studio today, mate? Do you want to take charge? <laughs> Well, we've got the
1: infamous Simo from the Thong Slappers today. How you going? going?
2: Very well, thank you both for having me today. Oh, it's
0: uh, it's bloody awesome. Um, I'm going to say it's an honour and a pleasure, really, um, for a bloke I've never spoken to before to now uh, be talking in amongst the whole brigade, Simo. It's an absolute
2: pleasure. (laughs) Cheers, mate. Look, people who know me for real will just know that I'm actually pretty much a bit of a clap clap. So, (laughs) I'll take any praise I can get. Cheers. Oh, mate, it's
1: just this Skype, you know, we've only done one Skype session, which uh, is yet to be released with Mr. Howie, and you're our second one, but it's just opened up a whole new world of, of things we can do, so uh, really looking forward to doing more of this, so we thought we'd get one of the legends on as as a probably a first remote uh, review of a strip shoot.
2: No, that's awesome. Thanks very much for having me. I'm kind of used to being sloppy seconds to Bruce Howie as well, so <laughs>
0: that's all right. Uh, I can tell After some of the gold Bruce delivered, we're all playing sloppy seconds to that. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, he's in a league of his own, isn't he? He's great value. What a top uh, like.
1: He's, he's a ripper, and yeah, just we it'll it'll come through in the in the podcast. But just yeah, a bit of a feedback and. Uh, reporting of the Red sand and that, so it was really good. He sent me yeah, yeah, some pictures that no. we'll, we'll, we'll post up yeah. uh, when, he, the,
0: when the proddy the comes out.
1: No,
2: I for sure.
0: Say, the the yeah. catch cry is going to land in the title too, and that was a beauty, the words <laughs> of wisdom.
2: <so>. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Hey, before we start, look, I know this is your podcast, you're asking me the questions, but something I really need to know is how did you both get your nicknames? Like, where does AO come from? Is like full on adults only Were you just, you know, a bit loose Mate, as a teen, if, and probably still I'd, now.
1: If I if I knew, I, I could tell you. All I can uh. I like remember was, um, and this is something gets asked all the time, and I can't really answer it. It's just I remember I would not long started, um, moved from one high school to another, and been there a couple of months and got you know chummy with some with some mates, and I, I can just remember walking into class one day, and one of your mates yelled, "Oh, here's AO." Ah, okay. And I don't, I don't know. I asked him, I said, what is, what is that? It's called AO. And I don't know whether he meant to say something, and it just stuck. Everyone, for 20 years, people have been calling me AO, and it's
0: like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> <It's cool. laughs>
2: Fair enough. Fair
0: <laughs> enough. I yeah. do every so, now to kind of reflect on the adults-only scenario because it doesn't exist as a category anymore, does it? You know, no, that's right. Yeah, it
3: was
1: back then, I don't know, I, to be honest, I don't know, and I think even if I asked him now, I don't think he'd, he still wouldn't know, it's just like, <laughs> I'm AO, and that's where I've been for 20, well, nearly, probably nearly 30 years now, because it would have been, it would have been 14 or 15, I reckon, but, but, you know, I did the whole gangster thing and got a tattoo to my back in my early nine, yeah, 20s, and um, it's actually, I've actually just covered over it, would you believe <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, uh,
1: I was branded AO for a while, but anyway, I don't mind it. It's cool, everyone knows who I am, so
2: yeah, but, yeah fair enough. I
1: can't, I can't really tell you.
2: Sometimes yeah. they are the best nicknames, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I reckon.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better, it's it,
1: better than like Smitty or I can uh, tell you it's a brand 80.
0: or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I could I tell you it's better than Smelly Kelly because, uh. <laughs> starting to feel me yeah i carried that one for most of my life i was uh i was smell for most of it you know but that's where i grew up on bloody dead kennedys and sex pistols so it didn't really offend me and then uh yeah one of the mates in the 20s just hit on smelly and it was just i mean we've been through a hell of a lot together and it just came out with a bit of affection out of him so i was sort of happily wearing it in the 20s yeah and uh Got a job working out at the grain mill, working night shift and coming out in the morning absolutely covered in dust and had written on the back window of my old ED Fairmont, someone had written Moses in the dust. And I sort of said, well, who's this Moses been writing on me car? And they said, no, well, that's you. They said it has been since the day you walked. <laughs> but I kind of had a lot more hair and probably equivalent beard to what I've got now. So I'd walk in with black hair and a black beard and walk out just white from head to toe. (laughs) Last last Blake on night shifts, trying to make a difference on the cleanup. Um, And McCready, I just sort of, I don't know, I suppose listened to a bit of grunge in the nineties and that too, but my little daughter, when she was only toddling, so we're talking, you know, two years old, two and a half years old and, we'd be heading off from a friend's place or something like that. And I'd just uh, I'd say, oh, well, we're going, we're out of here. You coming, McCready? And this darling little long-haired pretty little girl had come strutting after me. You go, Anne's friend, you probably know yourself, Simon. You can call your daughter whatever you want to call her and she's going to follow Dad, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah. um yeah, uh, shout out uh, good friends, Wes and Narelle Mackenzie. But we were sitting down at Port Arlington, one day, and I'm showing them some photos I'd taken at Queenscliff Rod run on my phone. And Narelle said, Well, you kind of need Instagram. (laughs) So you stop shoving your phone in people's faces and uh, you need a name, not necessarily your own. So, yeah, the old Moses B. McCready dropped pretty much right there. So, uh, fair enough.
2: It's amazing how it all comes together. Hey, all that stuff certainly does, and then it all
0: just kind of makes a bit of sense now. But, you know, with custom cars, all of a sudden Chris Kelly's everywhere and, you know, we're making jokes that, you know, he's threatening to kill off Moses McCready. (laughs) You know, it's kind of just come full circle, but I don't mind that either. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
1: cool. Yeah. we better get a Nasher update. It seems to be a tradition before we get into things.
0: Well, I don't know whether you saw the Instagram, but it's parked up on top of Mount Bunningong. It does like to climb with that 3,800 converter, mate. You came up here, no worries at all, and parked yeah. on little pad overlooking the farm blocks, but uh, the wind was a bit gusty, so I've had to come right up to the top.
1: Ah, uh, right, yeah. So that's where you're coming from, David. It's all uh, all good. It's all going well
0: now? Yeah, oh, fantastic, mate. Running really well. So I am... Um, had to pull the speedo drive out, put a little Welsh plug in there because it had been seeping a bit of fluid out, and it's one of those things you put a bit of permacetil or something around it to make. It. I thought I'll just check it for size and put it up there, and it fell in the hole to the point I couldn't get it back out. So in there fumbling, bloody, choking the hammer, trying to get a couple of taps on it, and yeah, went down to Travis's, threw it up on the hoist, and just give it a couple of solid hits to confirm that it was not going anywhere. Same um, thing happened to me with a girl like that once, I think. <laughs> I had to give it the double
2: tap. <laughs> no, digging around, trying to get it back out. You know how it is. But sorry, I should, okay. I, I should. I'm trying so hard not to swear. I'm trying. I've got a, poly, I've got like a full potty mouth. I'm trying to be really good. I promise. No,
0: you're right. You're I right. Can tell you that custom cars, I was thing was a wake up to this guy because this guy had the old tirades of language and all of a sudden I'm trying to sell my own story of getting the, kid, the old blokes talking to the kids, you know, trying to create that rounded community and oh yeah, I swallowed some words and I deleted some comments, that's for sure but every time you get through Messenger you'd get an opportunity when someone challenged you to show them, that, yeah, you know how to do that too <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah Hey, just a quick question about Nasha, if I may um, I When I first saw it I thought it was a Packard, are they a very similar looking car from that era or is it just coincidence?
0: No, I'll even give you a credit for that one because I was at a steam rally um, at Beaufort that the late Goldsmith boys put on and there was an old deer that had come past and she'd be well in her 80s on a stick and she stopped at the front of it and this is before it had a badge on the on the nose of it. Mm-hmm. And I I stung out to her, I said, well, you'd be, you'd be all right at it. I said, um, can you tell me what it is? And she looked straight down at the grill and she looked back at me and she said, is it a Packard deer? And I said, <laughs> actually, I said, I'll give you bonus points for the grill alone because the grill treatments are really similar. I said, yeah. but then I explained to her it was a Nash. But I also had a backup because an old guy had come up to me earlier and thought that and asked me if it was a mercury sloper. So when I said to her, Well, that guy over there before, he came up and said, Is this a mercury sloper? And she goes, Oh, he didn't. <laughs> Embarrassed, <laughs> i i think. <laughs> Fair enough. So, but yeah, Charles W. Nash. Like, apparently, Buick weren't looking at um, cars for the norm for the common people. They were a race car company before Charles Nash started there, and he gave them their kind of retail format.
3: Ah, right.
0: Was to go on and start, and that was in the late 19 teens, and then was to go on and start the Nash car company and. Uh, Nash Calvinator, which this one's badged. He was the one who sort of instigated that purchase of Calvinator refrigeration as well. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. But a bit of an odd car and an odd bloke behind the wheel, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, well, we might get into it. But, um, so we're going to run through the Neville 8-8 with you, Salmo, but first we just had a couple of random questions Okay. Yep. So how did the thong slappers come about? I mean, we're all here because of that you and and Red. Um, you know, there'd be no Never Late podcast if it wasn't for you guys. But like, did, did you just think, hey, let's do a podcast about a car magazine, or
2: how did um, it come about? Well, it was a bit of a mix of a few things. Pretty much, the the actual podcast idea. I came about because I was like, I really want to do a podcast. I used to listen to the, like the Kibby and Finnegan show, and I liked the way they talked about kind of old school movies and also like whatever project cars they were up to. I enjoyed, as I do with you guys, I enjoy each episode getting updates on, on what you're up to with your own cars, and they were doing that. And then I thought, well, with the connection I have with Street Machine magazine, I thought it'd be awesome to review that magazine because how it was, oh, this is probably man, this would be like maybe five years ago. We had a big group email about Street Machine of the Year that Adam was on also, or as in Redmond. And he's picked up my email address, which had Sturbia in it. And he's emailed me separately and said, hey man, just let me know, really love your car, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I hadn't actually met him sort of until that email. Then he's sort of said, oh, hey, if you've got to f- watch your phone number, I'll give you a call. And anyone who knows who's ever done that realizes that's the worst thing you can possibly do is give Adam your phone number. But anyway, that's no, all good. So I sent him my phone number. And we just chat on the phone about the magazine. Oh, hey, what did you like here? What did you like there? And so when it actually came time to do the podcast, I knew it wasn't really something I could do sort of by myself. Like I wanted to do it with someone else. I so could bounce back mm-hmm. and forth with ideas and things. And I just hit him up. You know, I was actually working in Townsville this particular week and I, just, I sort of, caught, you know, planned to catch up and see him. And I said, mate, this is what I want to do. I don't know if it's going to work, but are you interested in coming on board and like having a go? And the rest is history. Yeah. So yeah. it pretty much came from wanting to do an Australian version of like the Kibbe and Finnegan style of show, talking about, yeah. I mean, you guys know, and you're, you know, you're the same in that. The whole generation X, et cetera, it's just the trappings of our youth. Like I can talk 80s TV and 80s music <laughs> and 90s stuff until the cows come home and, and street machines from the past. Like mm. the whole thing of I can't tell you what to have for breakfast, but I can talk yeah. about someone's mm. car from 30 years ago in intricate deca- details. Yeah. A lot of people can. So that was pretty much it. It just sort of it just blossomed from a small I guess burning desire to do something and not so much, I know it's really cliched about doing things on your bucket list or whatever, but it was something that I just really wanted to do. And, and then, yeah, it just sort of grew from there and found its own feet to be honest. Yeah. So that was good. And I said to Telfo, mate, look, looking at doing a podcast, would you mind if he was the editor at that stage of Street Machine, would you mind if, you know, I reviewed Street Machine magazine? He's like, nah, man, go for it. You know, make yourself at home. So it worked out really well. Yeah. Yeah, you're saying we probably should have asked <laughs> Street Machine before we went and did it. No, totally not. Hey, look, at the end of the day, the the number of people who would say to me or say to Adam, we're back into reading Street Machine because of you guys. You know, oh, like we haven't saying. bought it for 10 years. And exactly. And that will still be continuing with you guys. You talk about stuff, you mention stuff. And if that's oh. going to bring them readership, they'd be crazy not to take on what is basically free advertising for them. Oh, so, and they all love it anyway. So it works out perfect. And I wanted to
0: say too, it's really kind of rounded for me because even through custom cars, Oz when that and Aussie custom cars history, like when those groups were really busy, people didn't have time for looking away. Like I don't doubt those groups when they were pumping were sort of costing relationships, maybe even. But I know that <laughs> the impact on the magazine side of things is is there too, if you can just jump on and search for what you want to look at, you know. So it's really been fun for me to then turn around and go, well, hang on, where did I start? And go back to Street Machine magazine. But, you know, it wouldn't have happened without, without AO, but him and I have just you know, spoken about it and how it's kicked up. But it just feels really good to me at this stage to be looking back at the magazine, you know. It sort of, yeah, it just makes it a bit more of a rounded for me i guess
2: for um, sure and listening to your episode 8.1 the other day <laughs> this is what i love about you know podcasts like yours you guys are talking about magazines and you're talking about, and you kind of go down that rabbit hole of what else happened at that time and when you ao i even texted you about this when you, told, you mentioned about was it your dad's auntie won a yeah, gemini man. new prices right i'm like man i can remember them giving away gemini's on yeah, the prices yeah. right i think that's that sort of stuff. Just makes me laugh, like awesome memories for sure. Look,
1: memories memories pretty sketchy, I'm pretty sure it was like one of those metallic brown brown Gemini's, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, it was one of those things we we're all sitting around the tally watching, Honey Mel's on the tally, honey mills on the tally. <laughs> and um yeah, anyway. Yeah, very uh, cool. Claim to fame. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh that probably lines into our next well, my next question, I don't know whether Mr. Kelly's got any, but um
0: Read some questions, so I'll just sit back.
1: <laughs> oh, no, that's all right. So, with the street machine thing, like, how long you've been riding for? Them? Like, how did that even? How did you get into that sort of thing? Like, have you done? Are you a rider, or are you just someone who loves cars?
2: Uh definitely not a rider. Just someone who loves cars, and yeah. it happened back in oh man, I think it must have been it was probably about two thousand and seven or two thousand and eight, and I'd been. About a year or two earlier, I was at the Nostalgia Drags racing old days and in, at Willow Bank in Brisbane or at Queensland. And a guy came up to me and started chatting to me about the car and we're talking about this and that. And, you know, I'll have a chat to anyone really. And it actually turned out, I didn't know it at the time, but I chatted to this guy for like 20 minutes, half an hour, just about cars and whatever. He goes, oh, mate, look, really nice to me. I've got to keep going. It was Telfo, right? <laughs> so down the track, probably... I don't know, it was maybe six months later or whatever. I finished building a VG Valiant sedan that I did as a black and white cop car. Like it had the full black, white doors, white roof. I had big gold stars on the doors, which are like panda stars. And, you know, the emergency number was 440. And it was really Chrysler based. And I did it like a bit of a sort of like a a, a take on a US cop car. And I ended up doing a, I think it must've been a, maybe it was a reader's rocket. So I did that for it. And I wrote a bit of a story about it with the whole Buford T. Justice and, you know, talking about doing <laughs> smoky peg legs, chasing bad people. And this was being a bit of a dickhead really. Yeah. And um, yeah. Telfo messaged back and said, hey, mate, it he goes, I really enjoyed your reader's rocket story. And he said, look, we've got a, a nostalgia text coming up. Would you be interested in having a crack at covering the event? So I jumped at the chance and that was it. Pretty much the rest is history. Yeah, he Telfo just fully gave me. A chance, and from there, I did that story. Uh, he and Seto was actually the editor then. Uh, they were both really happy with it, and so it just grew from there. And then I sort of would say, "Hey, listen, I, I, I met, a, I met well, it was a boy called Leon Harris who built that XB panel van called Mister Damage back in the '80s, and uh, which had that big one piece rear door. And it was a really tough show van." And I said, listen, I ran into Leon Harris the other day. Would you mind if I had a crack at putting together a history story on that panel van? Because I love that van. And like, yeah, go for it. So they just were basically, and as today, I'll come up with some idea, which I think might be a bit stupid out there, and they always are supportive of running with it. Yeah, so that's how it all started.
0: Oh, that's cool. It'd probably yeah. be a funny, uh, a good opportunity to mention a certain letter in a certain uh, Vans and Trucks magazine back in the day too. For about, not really. <laughs> yeah, how funny
1: is that? You've actually built, you, you built your childhood car.
2: <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. There's a couple coming, of... I was
0: coming sort of through, through that magazine at the time that you sort of highlighted that. And I'm like, hang on a second, you know, it was the one I had in there and it just, weird the way all those sort of synchronicities are coming into play but
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's funny the thing that people always say to me is that at the start of it i've said my name and that i'm nine and a half years old you know like when you're young you always can't wait to be older so i'm not nine i'm nine and a half like i'm always trying to get older and older getting closer to getting my license it was always the way but you could have gone with the almost ten, you know. That's to... <laughs> nearly double figures. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny reading that letter. A couple of things that didn't make it were the Mac Bulldog on the bonnet and the twelve slaughters. But apart from that, it's pretty close, really. It's not much different to that.
1: Yeah, he's uh, an awesome thing. Well, we might. Um,
0: have you got anything
1: else, Mister Kelly?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, I got a 68 Dodge Phoenix off uh, Hodgie back in the day, and everything Hodgie had was cool. And the mate gave me this old Dodge Ram, which I screwed to the centre of the bonnet, and Hodgie ended up with the car back not far down the track on another deal. That was the... F- I'm off that car, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, um, very cool. It worked. No, I'm... I'm and I probably just want to mention, too, so I mate, where... Um, I've sort of spotted you in a few comments, threads around social media too where, you know, cars are getting ragged on, whether it's in an ad over a price, whether it's just someone's posted their car and everyone's attacking a set of wheels or, you know, and it's just, you've written articles around that too and that acceptance of diversity and I suppose I sort of stand here trying to push a bit of that too and kind of have got a more accepting crowd around custom cars, Oz, and that as well through, because of what I've done. But, you know, do you think we're starting to turn the corner a little?
2: Look, I think it's going to be a never-ending battle, but mm. I do know that you guys are definitely on the same wavelength as me and, and a lot of other people. And it, it is something that one thing we definitely agree on is that, and I'm trying not to get on my soapbox, I promise, but you'll <laughs> find that modified car people can love and appreciate stock or restored cars and I'm one of those people but very rarely does that cut both ways I think that's what frustrates me the most is where people in the standard or restored car type of scene they just expect that everyone should do restored cars whereas modified people like mate I don't care what you do as long as you're enjoying it and I just I, I struggle to understand that Massive difference in people's thought process. I don't get I it's, like, no. it's
1: like, you know, the it's the old Holden versus Ford versus whatever. It's like, I mean, I don't give a shit what you drive. I, I don't, I'm not loyal to any badge. If it's, if the car's cool, the car's cool. I don't... 100%. I
2: don't really care. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Bruce, Bruce Bruce that I met that had the candy, that's got the candy red EH with the HQ taillights and stuff. It's got Z28 badges because it used to have a 302 in it back in the day. Like... He fell in love with that car as a kid and had to own it. And someone took some photos, posted them, came back to show him what everyone had said. And people had said horrible things about his car. And this guy, in his advanced years, but he's a giant of a man too. I'm thinking, you know, you don't go poking the bear. But, you know, he was just, he fell in love with his car as a kid and got to own it. And while he's going through a bit of tough, few tough times at home, you know, people are just picking on his car, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. And it is very true. There was that meme that was going around, well, not really a meme because it wasn't as funny, but it was the whole thing about you shouldn't rag on whether it be people's cars or bikes or model trains, whatever they're into, because that might be the one thing that's keeping them sane. You just don't know, you know, and that's the thing. I try and be respectful of other people, but look, if people post up stuff, I can't help. I try and curb myself, but I can't help but make some comments, say, you know, seriously. But I try not to so much these days, but sometimes I can't help it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I've seen people
0: lost on cars where they're ragging on a grill and they haven't even looked at the rest of the car, you know. Yeah. nothing into consideration and gone, why that grill, you know, and it's, yeah, uh, Anyway, that's enough. I will get on my soapbox too.
1: You go on forever, but yeah, you're yeah, right. I'll anyway, be, let's no, move no. A,
3: let's move <laughs> along.
1: Sure. Yep. You got hey. your questions there, Moses. You want to start off? You can you can take the first one. This, so this is our uh, little eight questions for Simo, um, yep. and then we'll get into
0: our review. Perfect. Well, I suppose we're going to dig back to. Um, probably even beyond before vans and trucks and why that kid came to write us write a letter to he's one of his favorite magazines. But what was the first car related memory do you think?
2: Uh okay, when I was a kid living in Adelaide, so we lived in Adelaide till nineteen eighty, so until I was six, turning seven, I can clearly yeah. remember we lived at Glenelg on the on the bay, and uh my cousins, I'm trying to think of the sub, I think it was Valley View, near Tea Tree Gully, right? They lived out that way. And I remember coming back from their house, probably, I must have been five or six, I think, and my mum had a charger, like at the time, like a new charger. And I was sitting in the back, and I remember being on Grand Junction Road, which is a pretty main drag through there, at the front of the women's prison. And this guy in an HT Monaro pulled up next to us. Now, remember, this car wouldn't have even been, or it may have just been 10 years old at this stage, mm-hmm. or not, or close to 10 years old, in grey primer, really loud. And he's trying to race my mum, who's got this <laughs> charger. And my mum's like, full driving Miss Daisy, mate. She ain't going to do that. But... <laughs> He's like revving this thing up, and my dad's looking over at him, like kind of smiling. My mum's sitting there, you know, probably saying bad things about this guy. The light went green. The guy in the Minaro—he's really loud V8. He's dumped and just done this massive burnout away from the lights. And I just remember that clearly. I remember thinking, yeah. "Man, that thing's so cool!" Like, <laughs> yeah. So that would definitely be. And my dad had an AP6 V8 Valiant you know, with twin system and he lowered it and did a few things. So I remember, I remember working on that as well. So it'd be one of those sort of two of, yeah. two things in my life at that time.
0: Yeah. yeah. Very um, good. Well, my mum and the A9X, I guess too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: right, <laughs> yeah. uh, Righto, next one. What was your first car? Okay. My first car when I was 14, my grandmother gave me her Wolseley 1560, Ooh. which is like a 1959 model car. She'd had that uh, from brand new. So she gave it to me in about 86 or 87. And um, the only thing was that car was actually in Adelaide and we were living in Brisbane. So what i do is uh, on school holidays, I'd jump on a Greyhound bus – And I wish was just a hell of a trip all the way from Brisbane to Adelaide. Holy (laughs) Jesus! So go to Adelaide, and I it was actually at my uncle's place. I'd stay with them, and I'd work on the car. You know, when I say working it, I was like fourteen or fifteen. I'd I'd polish it, wash it, and I'd vacuum it. And I can remember painting the air cleaner rocket red with engine enamel (laughs) and a few things. And it it kind of got to the point where my dad was like, listen this car's not worth bringing to Brisbane because it was going to cost quite a lot of money to ship it up here. So my auntie ended up taking it over and she drove it for a number of years. But the ironic part about that is, uh, Gus, as in Paul Cronin from Street Machine as well, he actually owns it now. He bought it from my auntie, probably about six months ago. Like she had it that whole time wow. and he actually bought it and he showed me a photo of the engine bay and here's this red air cleaner still on there. Rocket red <laughs> air cleaner. So that was do you, kind of funny. Do
0: you the reason he's bought it? Is he bought it because you had it?
2: Well, my auntie said to me, listen, I'm looking at moving this car on, you know, it's been sitting in the yard for years, like literally a couple of decades. And I just sort of said, to, I was thinking to all these people I know who live in Adelaide and I just said, mate, would you maybe may be interested in this as a cheap project? It's only cost him like a couple hundred bucks. And, yeah, he's got it. He's got it going again, and he's going to use it for, like, coffee and cars and stuff. And it's still got its original SA black and white plates and a few other bits. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool car. Yeah. So when that didn't work out, I I ended up buying a Mini when I was in grade 10 and uh, rebuilt that. We didn't have much space at home, so a Mini was kind of the perfect car. So I rebuilt that in time for my licence. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. nice. Um, yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, very cool. Um, number three, because you know you have possibly still got it in your possession, or uh, is there something that you've the favourite car you've owned?
2: Um, most people kind of get annoyed when I don't say my Valiant hardtop, which I've owned forever. Like that was my second car, or I guess it would have been my third car. That it's actually my orange panel van, Mr Juicy, the Chrysler panel van. I just love yeah. that car. I don't know really why. Sure. It trumps, trumps everything else. Yeah, so definitely that Valiant panel van.
0: Yeah, no, that's gross. And, you know, again, old, living your childhood dream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. you <laughs> Are you going to Trans Am front that as well, or are you are just keeping that as it is?
2: <laughs> Look, seriously, the plan is to actually do a Dodge Daytona front. You know Ooh. those big wing yeah. Daytonas? Yeah. Very similar. I kind of want to build a panel van version of the Kevin Monk Daytona. Um, so really, as you know, it's already halfway there. It's orange. It's jacked really high in the back. I will actually put 10 inch US Indies on the back. And I I, look, even running the flexi flares, that's not out of the question. Like Kevin Monk had it on the back of his. Yeah. yeah, So I pretty much want to do it. That's cool. Yeah. And even the, like, not, obviously the wing won't be as high as what you'd have on a, on a charger, Mm. but even just, yeah, the full. The full Kevin Monk Daytona panel van. That's the plan (laughs) one day.
1: Sounds like a good plan to me. (laughs) uh, um, Move on to the next one. Biggest regret. There's probably a few,
2: is there? Oh, well, there's been a lot. But to actually specifically do with cars, that'll be a lot less. (laughs) Uh, Look, I would say, again, probably will surprise a lot of people, the car regret selling the most. I had a Mazda 808 Coupe when I was at uni back in the late nineties, it yeah. was a hundred dollars special had a blown up engine. Like the engine was that bad. It had that mix of oil and water from a blown head gas at coming out of the exhaust. That's how bad it was like tripping out the end. Um, I just put a, I put a fifteen hundred and five speed out of a Mazda panel van that and use as my daily. And it was just a great car. The body was mint. The interior was in really good condition. I just loved it. It would, you could, it actually went quite well. It was just a great everyday car, and as much as I know that it's like an RX3, but the mm. piston version with the square headlights. Yeah. And I know as much as RX3 coupes are worth huge dollars. Like I saw, an, I actually saw an 808 coupe the other day as a roller. It was up for fifty five grand. It's not yeah. really a money great. thing. I just love the car, so mm. that would be the one I wish I'd never sold. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, you probably
0: already
2: know this one. <laughs>
0: Number five, we come into favourite car event, but, you know, things aren't necessarily always a given either. You know, it's not necessarily the big one, but it could be.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Look, I would say favourite car event uh, would be the Asphalt Demons Invitational was awesome that they used to do just north of Brisbane uh, in the mud. That was great. Very much like a mud run type of deal, but straight line. But, of course, now that that's sort of been finished for a couple of years, definitely would be Drag Challenge. I just love even going as a spectator, or even working the event. Drag mm. Challenge is just mm. such an awesome thing to be a part of. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Talking well, about God's that last week. Yeah, yeah, I'm not speaking out of turn to say that's in our last episode, talking to Bruce Howey, for sure. He
2: just yeah. can't think past it, you know. No, no. When you've got people building cars specifically for an event, you know it's a hot event. You know yeah, it's great. Crazy. Yeah.
0: Yep. and for me that channels um, Brian Russell too. Brian Russell's got the incredible seventies custom uh, FJ panel van, but the FX circuit car that he races too. Oh, okay, yeah. And T Roadster up in um, he lives in Bribey, but he's got a T Roadster that he drag races, hill climbs too. And it's just he said to me one day he'll park up at a show. <laughs>
3: like,
0: <laughs> you, you couldn't get him to do a static display anywhere, You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just all about the next flag. So, yep. fair yeah fair enough, yeah uh
1: righto. next one we probably already know this one current cars
2: um okay, so I've got yes, Mr. juicy, the orange valiant panel van, I've got my hard top loose morals, or well, that's being built into loose morals, as we speak, I've just uh, got to get that running again with a v eight conversion Wasn't that something was it, we had to stir him up about you two or something didn't we. <laughs>
1: Uh, something about,
0: didn't you? Were you going to name it a U2 song? <laughs> oh, definitely had a pain in Bono's tears.
2: <laughs> I tell you, if anyone tries to tell me that there is any connection between U2, the band, and loose morals, I'm just going to go freaking post, i'm telling you so yeah (laughs) no loose morals that's what it's staying the sign writing's been done all right it's not changing but so that and uh disturbia of course my custom the red valiant panel van yep yep oh and blue crush in the backyard yeah
1: Yeah. get hold of blue crush i was actually going to write that down on my question
2: how the hell did you get hold of that just through a guy had it and it was obviously a mess and um yeah i just i actually i actually made a set of bubble windows I was, went through won't say a phase but at one stage of my life i was making bubble windows for panel vans and this guy needed a set of bubble windows so we just did a swap yeah yeah, yeah so i remember
1: i think when i first started following you on the instagram and and i think you've just put a picture up of, of your backyard i'm thinking Hang on What's that freaking panel van? And have a look at
2: it; it's just rotting into the ground. But I mean, yeah. you got to fix it up, don't you? <laughs> oh mate, I seriously, <laughs> oh, I, I would, I would That's cut the roof off. This one, eh? Yeah, I would cut the roof off and put it onto a ute, To be honest, that'd be the only way to fix it because, like, the doors don't open. There is literally no floor, no a pillars. The bottom of the firewall's gone. It's the only Valiant I've ever seen where the actual K-frame is completely rusted away, like the front cross member. So it's in pretty bad. But I've had it there for, geez, it must be like probably seven years now, I think, maybe. If you uh, move house, I'm
1: guessing it's staying
2: there. Uh, No, I'd have to take it. (laughs) Uh, I'd probably have to get in there. And like try and strip out as much as I can, and I'd well, probably just crazy. have to weld it all. Yeah, I'd probably just have to weld RHS through it, just to try and tie it together. Yeah. Up as like, I, I think, and valiants have a bad thing when you try and move cars that are rotten; they just break the firewall and bottom yep. of the sills out. Yeah. So yeah.
1: the motor and everything, it's still in it. Still in there.
2: Oh, so there's not much the left. Yeah, it's basically just a, just a destroyed ram, on top of, <laughs> yeah. An intake manifold sitting in a valley, no heads or anything like that. Oh, right so on. yeah, no,
1: it's, yeah. I just I saw it and I thought, oh man, that that's awesome. Because I I I don't know much about the van, but I can remember seeing it, you know, in the past, and it's it's just such a good looking car. I mean, even still rotten away in your backyard, it still looks
0: damn cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. people are yelling, fix it, don't they? <laughs> Every time someone gets a sniff of it, it's like, yeah, it should be back on the road, should be getting done, mm. but yeah, clearly beyond that. Be better off doing a copy.
2: <laughs> Pretty much, and it's funny too, like people will come over and they'll see the van, and then later on someone will be saying, oh, give it to me, I can fix it, and they'll say, mm. listen, I've actually seen this in the flesh and you aren't fixing it. You know, like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's when people actually see it with their own eyes and they take the rose-coloured Facebook glasses off, mm. they'll see, you know what, it wouldn't be, it'd be too hard to fix. It'd be better to, like I said, cut the roof off and put yeah. it onto a ute. That'd be yep. the best way. Yeah. Oh, well. Bit mm, of a, bit of a
1: um, tangent there. But anyway, next one, Chris, you've got the next one, I think.
0: We're moving on to uh, the dream car or, or garage, we'd always put as a bit of an aside, but... Um, You know, we know you're sort of constant, well, the hard tops, you know, the current thing that's in the sights, but, um, anything beyond that one, car-wise, Simon?
2: Um, look, I won't build any more cars after I finish the EH and get my hard top. I'm just not, I've just pretty much not exhausted myself, but I'm not really, you know, keen to do any more projects. I just want to kind of enjoy what I have. And, uh, but if I was going to do something else, if I had money being no option, as it, I would definitely go a forty one Willy's coupe, like the full, yeah, like sixties Gasser build Willy's coupe, and yep. jacked at the front, some wild metal flake paint, like make it look like one of those real show type, like Stone Woods and Cork or John Masmanian type, real like the show type Willie, mm. you know, Gas wars yep. cars, yeah, but for street use, just. Something like a, I don't know, whatever the, whatever a good five-speed or six-speed is to use these days, or even like a Doug Nash or whatever. And I do a blown and injected motor of some description, but make it one of those hidden EFI type deals. Mm. So just make it a completely streetable, but looks like the full race car Willys Coupe. Yeah. 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 Well, has the
0: Pepsi Bug probably across a couple of boxes, but has the Pepsi Bug G- Gasser. Love it. challenge. Me too. How much yep. fun to be having. Like just uh, the greens are pretty wide.
2: You look, for sure. And it's just people completely and utterly looking outside the box. And it's sort of interesting. I was thinking of that car when I was choosing a reader's pride for this review yeah. we're going to do. And I was actually thinking yeah. of that car because of something similar. Got me down that, that path. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's very cool.
1: Oh, well, Finish this one off with any words of
2: wisdom, Simon. Um, I'm just trying to think of stuff I can say without swearing. Um, <laughs> you can swear, being it's okay. rude. Right, I'll just, I'll Mark just, was I... explicit on the, uh, on the, on the podcast. Um, yeah. Look, I'll, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just try and say it, but you'll get the gist. One big thing. Now, unfortunately, this advice is pretty much for guys only. Don't make any massive decisions in your life. you've got to clean the pipes out first, if you know what I'm saying, or you've got to make sure your your brain is completely (laughs) functioning without any sort of, you need to have the clearest mindset ever. So that's my bit of advice, but something my dad, his advice, and the reason I say this is because, you know, 30 years later, friends of mine come up and say, you remember when we were like teenagers and your dad would say to us, listen, guys, this is like, say, if one of my friends was having trouble with his girlfriend or there was some issue, my dad would come up and say, listen, guys, just remember this one bit of information. A man digs his grave with his cock. And <laughs> they, one friend in particular, you know, like 30 years later, he's been in a couple of busted up marriages. He's got kids all over the place. And he's like, you know what? Your dad, he was so right. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he was. Of that day. <laughs> and I've always, and the fact that this, friends have remembered that advice but as far as actual cars go the only advice i'd have for people is just build the car the way you want it from the Mm. start like if you're building a car and you want to run 10 inch rims on the back but then you go oh look i'm just going to go with eights because it's just easier and Mm. it's a bit more you know civil and i'm gonna have less problems with engineering or it's going to be better with the police don't do that because you will end up running tens you'll end up spending more money and just doing it to how you want it. So just build it exactly how you want it from word go. That's all I can yeah. really advise with the car side of things, yeah. No, oh, that's good. Good advice,
1: good advice. So, yeah. oh, well, we'll uh, let's rock on and get through this magazine. Sweet.
0: Sweet, Have we got
1: our magazines ready?
0: Yes, uh, sir. I've got my magazine. I've even written down page numbers for way too many things. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, well, we let our guest go first, Moses? Get uh, the most choice. I'm going to have to take two seconds if you can give me, well, probably 15 seconds. I've got to step out <laughs> the door for a sec. You're
3: right? <laughs> I'm going to to take the most of this off. We'll get.
1: We'll get <laughs> uh, we take
0: that on the cover because we don't have that as in, in our bloody list of uh, six pile. You know?
1: so, <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just get uh, our man, Scotty, to edit this one out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Look, we'll be there. We'll be where Chris is right now. Give it, like, I'm kind of nearly there, but give it a few more years, mate. I'll be stopping. <laughs> it's not about distance between field stops. It's distance between piss stops. That's how life rolls now, <laughs> especially when you go on a big journey.
1: Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,
2: how's COVID going up there with you guys? Mate, my work hasn't stopped at all. I'm just still plugging away. Like it's, we still can't go into New South Wales or do anything like that. You still have to wear masks at the shops, but it's definitely nowhere near as bad as what you guys are experiencing for sure. Well, our little town's just in
1: its own lockdown at the minute. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they had a couple of cases popped up, so we're in lockdown at least till Wednesday, but who knows?
2: Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed it kind of sees itself (laughs) clear soon. He's back, is he?
0: Yeah, I'm back in back in the seat, mate. Back in the uh, studio. Too many coffees. That's me. Flash too. the boots. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> that's
0: right. And in between the walkers, all the essential exercises up here too. Oh, so. of course.
2: Yeah. You, the police will be here before the end of the recording for sure. I can, I, can tell
0: you something, I can tell you there's some things that Moses McCready would do that Chris Kelly just would not do ever. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have uh,
1: didn't have any uh, white snake playing at the same time, did you? <laughs> No, it wants to
3: be. Okay,
2: here I go again on my own.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, mate, what's your, uh, what's your pick for
2: the mag this week, this month? Okay, page 36, please, gentlemen.
1: 36. Oh, yes. How uh, good is this thing,
2: mate? Yeah. Robert Jean Graves XR Ute. Yeah. Like, this thing is meant to uh, it is. And look, it's really, it's like a work of industrial art. It just blows me away, the thought and how much time and effort would have been in actually going in to make this work. Like, look at the tray and all the piping underneath and it's just Underneath mental. it is unbelievable. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: Definitely. Put that just, as, um,
1: I've, I've actually got two choices and that's one of them. So we've crossed one of mine off. So that's good.
3: Look, yeah, we'll, it. Uh,
0: I was just going to say, Instagram um, listener Scott Kenny, too, refrigeration mechanic, and he was just blown away by it. But he said he's done a couple of similar ones just for um, water to air into coolers, into trays and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. it's a mountain of work. And that was the minute the magazine dropped. He was sort of – him and I were chatting around that. Yeah.
2: yeah. I just think this car's fantastic. And, look, having a twin-turbo 540 big block, like that's – look, me personally, as much as I could never drive it because, like that'd be as sketchy as having like an Asian swimming at Bondi Beach. Like if <laughs> I was in this car, everyone within a two-kilometer radius would be dead because I just wouldn't be able to handle it. But yeah, uh, oh, it but
1: is, it is a monster. I mean, the yeah. work that's gone into it. And in the in the story, he said, "Well, it's not a show car." Well, sorry, but yeah, I would not look out of place in any show that I can think of. I reckon it's fantastic. It's a beautiful-looking car.
2: Mm. I was going to
0: say, I can't take my eyes off those torno plugs. I love the fact that they're on that car. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. And look, the big thing for me with also choosing this car, I just love that it's done like an XR GT sedan. Like, I was thinking back, and you guys might be able to correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but I don't ever remember – in all the years I've been following car magazines and doing stuff, I've seen plenty of XYs done yeah. like utes, vans, wagons done like GTs. Yep. I've seen an XT panel van done in that Gallagher silver mm-hmm. like a GT. Mm-hmm. But I don't ever remember in all my time seeing anything but an XR sedan done as an XR GT. I don't ever remember seeing no. an XR like no. a ute done as a GT. Like, Can you think of any? No, I no. can't think of any. I can't.
0: I'm coming with you on that one. I, I can't recall one at all. Like, I'd be interested no. to ask around and the likes of Trevor Old oh, Mate, you know, because he's a bit of a Ford lover and such, but he, yeah. you know, he's so reflective. He might find one, but I know I can't recall having ever seen one.
2: And it looks shit hot. Like, yeah. I think it's it looks great. Awesome. And to, to think 55 years on, a guy can build an XR, like a, a GT, and it's never been done before. It's just mm. amazing. So, great yeah. Off.
1: It it is, I just like the looks front so good. you with the snail thing and just peeking through the grill. I reckon that's just awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah big,
0: big time. thinking too, you know, five years down the track, we might have this same conversation and go, oh, I see mate, I see such and such has just built himself an XRGTU. Like this mm. build that could spark more of those builds.
2: Oh, it looks so good, like you're
0: yeah. 55 years down the track and we've never seen one. Crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, no, can, Moses, what do you
0: got? Okay, well, I had to go to page 122 for okay. Ian Kelly's um, Time Machine article. Oh, um,
1: yes. How uh, good is that?
0: I had, to, I had to pick that for my pick in this magazine as the top car for me. Um, well, I actually
1: put that in my honourable mention, so we've crossed that one off as well. This
2: is good. And mine as well.
0: <laughs> well, I could have put it in for an honourable mention, but I really think the fact that it's been missing for so long unchanged.
2: And, and how good is the car?
0: Yeah, and, and he still owns it. It's even yeah. better. But why did he take it home and park it up? Bloody Summon at six. Summon at six.
2: You know, mm. that was it.
0: That was the end of it. You know, been to three, three Summon at six or so. And then, you know, Summon at six, everything went crazy. And he said, I'm not going back. You know, so yeah. after reflecting on our letters in episode 8.1, I just thought that, nearly, that got this car over the line. But the Gold Strikers, hell yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, it's just 80s
1: perfection. Love H-Z.
0: that side holding you, uh, I reckon they're great. Big yep. time. Yep, the fact that it was a HQ, because we know, you know, you can't turn a HQ into a HZ so easily. The HZ ton of taillights, they going on the side of that tub. So all that, got that as my number one car. Um, and I gave a number two as well to Fred's HQ, H, H- 132. Uh, I suppose, again, could wrap that up in a, in a uh, special mention. But hell of a car and, you know, bringing the family along to drag challenge in that gold HQ. Um, yeah, pretty impressed by that one.
1: Very cool, yeah. yeah. Well, I went to... If, it was a hard one for me, as it usually is. but like This magazine, once again, has just thrown all sorts of goodness at us. But I, uh, I actually went the page 100, and that 34 Chev, absolutely stunning. The whole build is just unreal.
0: Yeah, well, that definitely landed in my special mentions because not a lot of Chevs that get as much love as a Ford in that just
1: whole. The, the quality of that car is just phenomenal. Like You look underneath it, it's just...
2: Insane.
1: Just insane, and mm. that, yeah. And just the fact that it is a Chev and not a, you know, not a Ford or... 34 Ford. Yeah. yeah. And it just... Yeah. Look, I'm usually not big on Browns, but that thing just looks absolutely stunning.
3: Every it's car, a beautiful I car.
1: I, I love everything about
0: it. Yeah. So that that was my number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I can see why, mate. And you didn't pick a second number? You didn't pick the second one? Yeah, the Gold U. Oh, gold yeah. Year. Right, so, sorry.
1: Yeah, that one was already
0: crossed off. So that's fine. I'm not always on the game. <laughs> what
1: do <laughs> we got
2: for best of the bill, lads? Oh, to, to go first? Yeah, sure. I actually chose page 135. Yeah, well, I'm on 135 as well. Yeah. Dylan Hall's HQ Ute. Yep, same as me. <laughs> I that one as well. <laughs> Look, this is going to sound really stupid. Not that you'd be surprised, but... This, the stupid thing about it is I'm really not a fan of gunmetal grey and I'm not a fan of Redwall's, Redwall tyres. I kind mm. of feel like Redwall's been done to death. But, man, this ute just it does is, it so beautifully. I can't – I just think it's it's so clean yet so tough at the same time and especially with the new drivetrain he's putting in it. But yeah. visually the car just looks perfect, just perfection. And to make like a gunmetal grey and Redwall's sort of non-fan become a fan, mm. yeah, it's definitely doing it for me for sure.
0: Yeah, no, I, good, I, right? I had that one. And a small guard badge there? Is that a big statesman one or something? A bit weird. It looks like
1: a premier badge off a of HJ or something. The oh, RC.
0: yeah, I see
2: what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. I thought it was just a bit of cake off my magazine, but it's, <laughs> it doesn't scratch off. Yeah.
1: I had that one. If you turn over to 137, I, I actually picked the, the nice HJ um, of Mark Galvin's as well, just... I don't know. I know a lot of people don't like the JHJs, but I'm a big fan. I like the uh, I like the HJs. But that blue and blue with the white roof looks pretty good, and packing a 355 stroker, so it's always going to be a winner.
0: Yeah, Another mild tidy up that got out of hand, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, well you have, Moses. I had uh, the very first car- cab off the rank, the uh, EF Falcon. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> Harrison Carey's E F. I I had that down as my pick, but I've sort of spoken too. I'm on the record now as saying I don't quite understand how EFs and ELs haven't received the same love, you know, even the bizarre version of love that I use a I think uh, they will. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just like the style. I think they're. I think they're a sleek-looking car done right, and I see a couple getting around. But you know, again, they're probably still affordable now, and this thing's running a 5-litre out of an AU. It's probably not an expensive build, you know, to kick up on, I guess. So, yeah, for all those reasons, I don't mind that EF at all. Mm. That's, that's me, I reckon. Yeah, uh, no, I think
1: I think they'll get, they'll get there eventually because, yeah, I, I had an EF. Well, I've had two EFs, actually, back in the day, and they're actually ripper cars and probably out of that EA to ELs, probably, I don't know, I reckon... They're probably the pick of the looks of them, I reckon.
2: Yeah.
1: Agreed.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Anything nice. else there, Moses? No agreement. Um what else did I have? No, I just had I had the HJ as well, which I mentioned, you know, just with the uh tidy up got a bit out of hand. So no, that's oh. covered me in the build, mate.
1: While you're there, you might as well do your reader's pride. What did you get for
0: that? Hey, we're going to page 153. Remissive, and you not to mention Eddie Ram's bottom and his EH coup. You do love an EH, don't you? I do. And I do love this EH in particular.
3: You
1: know what? Uh, I didn't even notice that was a two-door. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: much
1: I, much <laughs> I know. So I like, yeah, that EH is pretty cool. I, I didn't even notice it only had two doors. That's unreal. Yeah.
2: That must mean it's done really well or something <laughs> yes, like that. I, Let's I just say that. that.
0: Yeah. You know, hence why it's been a cover pick in custom cars. I was on probably three or four occasions, but um, he found it a bit ratty and worked through it. You know, but it's it's just a nice car. Um, also happy to say that I like the Grant Morris HT Monaro, which he's had since he was 17. But he doesn't actually how old he is now, so I'm not sure the length of period the period of time that enveloped. But those two cars had me pretty much.
2: Yeah, very what cool. What you have some, yeah. mate? <laughs> uh, Initially, I was on page 153 with a Mark Comodo Ford Prefect. I kind of dig those prefects, and it's amazing how cool you can make any car if you lower it and put moon discs on it. Mm. And uh, that was right up there. But then the one I actually ended up choosing was just opposite on 152 was Josh Ross's Dodge Pilot House with the Turbo Barra. This was That's the car cool. I was thinking this guy just must be in the same brain zone as the bloke who built the Pepsi VW gasser that you spoke of <laughs> yeah. earlier. I just think that what's it, it's like a mad scientist moment where someone goes, yeah. Oh, look, there's a Dodge pilot, you know, Dodge pilot house pickup or ute 48 model. No worries. Let's just run a full FG turbo Barra driveline on a whack 15 by tens all round. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. I can put slicks on it. So I can go in the track on track <laughs> days. Like yeah, I just love that cool. kind of, Brain that whole just people just just letting their imaginations rule the roost, not what other people think they should be doing. Yeah, love it. Yeah. I reckon
0: well, that, made, be... that made it into my special mentions. But yeah, I was just thinking, what a sprightly bloody ride it would be. You know? <laughs> like, yeah,
2: yeah. super cool. Um, yeah, be you that that one
1: for to... uh, Michael Whips to uh, get hold of that bloke? I reckon have a chat to him about that one.
2: Big yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. That's a be yeah, a great but... idea.
0: Yeah, well, that Prefect, we had one run around Ballarat, pretty much identical spec to that with Moon Discs. Um, John Irving, who's now got an A1 Automotive, the speed shop in Ballarat, he was running one of them around as his daily for a long time. Um, yeah, more the Saturn, uh, light blue. But, yeah, that car definitely ticked the box for me as well. Uh, yeah, I I went for the
1: easy one. I went for that e, ready-looking e, uh, FJ with the turbo. Cool, as
0: I love it. Yeah, that is cool. I'm I'm glad we're going everywhere because I had that down for another mention. I just can't you know, I can't stop myself in this <laughs> that, that It's real. a bit
1: hard when they keep putting all this cool stuff in there, you
0: know? Yeah.
1: Uh what's next? What do got? Sunday session. Might as well uh, so I what you
2: get for that? Uh page one hundred fifty eight for that one. Yep. It was the now, you guys might be able to uh school me on is that a lettuce alone? Coloured yep. SSHQ, is that correct? That's correct. Just yep. not only the car, does the car look awesome, but that out the front of the old Holly Performance mm. uh, shin digs down there. I think that's in Melbourne, I'm not 100 yeah. sure, but. Just opposite the um, Peter McCallum
1: Hospital Centre. I saw it down there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah.
2: I, ago, I, I guess that this place, this building, isn't being used anymore, but the fact is I love people taking shots because I'm sure that building will be replaced by townhouses or a unit complex or something at one stage. Similar to in Adelaide at Keswick there, they had the massive Chrysler side of the building near La Corneau and um, that ended up, I think, got getting recently knocked down. You'd always see people who take photos of their cars outside of that big Chrysler sign for when it was a Chrysler, one of the factories. So... Yeah. I think definitely that's just very cool. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I had that one as well. Oh, three and... for three on that one because I chose that. For you know, reasons <laughs> that you've decided then... as well. But while we're on Lettuce Alone HQs and maybe uh, with AO being a little bit of a more aficionado, now, that Lettuce Alone, is there two greens? Because there's a darker version of it, isn't there? You know, uh, like... Look, there's, there's
1: Lettuce Alone and it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like that purple in the HQs. It sort of changes colour a bit. seems to be different shades, but, I mean, you know, I've seen, you know, a couple of Let Us Alone SSs side by side, and they're two different greens. So I, I couldn't tell uh, you what is the actual yeah. one. I think... It that it could be just the camera, it could be just whether he's put a filter on it or something, but it does look a lot brighter than the normal. Lettuce alone. I'm not sure, but yeah, too hard to say. But
3: okay, cool well picture I'll and a
1: cool car because I am a big fan of the SS HTU. I'd I'd have one of them over a GDS
0: any day. Yeah,
2: yeah for sure. I agree.
0: I went one more on my Sunday sesh too because I can't help but admire the work of Simo in there.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I, had, I had your picture. Like like a, it's like a super wide tire. And that's awesome, but that bottom pic, fuck yeah, because I don't remember seeing the three of them parked together I don't,
2: that's,
0: <laughs> Yeah, that, no, that was when, that was a
2: when good I opened the magazine. So, yeah. If you saw the danger I put myself through <laughs> to get that photo, <laughs> standing on the second story roof of my house, <laughs> doing that <laughs> on hey, dodgy tiles,
1: all for the yep. gram, mate. All for the gram. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Well, well would be selfie. good.
0: couldn't get the selfie version? <laughs> no.
2: Nah, no, it was I needed distance to get as much in as I could of them, so
0: yeah, yeah.
2: they're backwards off the roof.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is gonna be a good one. What do we got for tough shot?
0: I've I've got two selections. Well, let's start with you, mate. How about?
1: Well, I've got the cover.
0: I mean Yeah, well that was my tough shot anyway. Yeah.
1: And like you say, Chris, he's got a dough in his mouth. <laughs> it couldn't get much tougher,
0: really. Shout back to all our cigarette advertising from back yeah. in the day. He's got the dough. Know, so, as I said, he's uh, he's inhaling the smoke and spitting out flames. But Apart
1: um, so from that one, I went for page 44 and pro-wogged that uh, the, the menacing stance of that LJ just sitting there. The, that photo was just perfect. Once again, our mate Ben Osking is killing it there.
2: Isn't he what? He's all over it, hey? Oh, yeah.
1: And that also, um, what's his name? is featured heavily in this magazine too. Chris yeah. yeah. Both
2: but, guys, I've well, never seen him take but, a bad shot.
0: For that cover, I want to see how he was leaning out the buddy window or what he was doing to get that cover shot because that's a big part of that photo for me. Yeah.
2: yeah. Nah, just, just awesome. Right,
1: who's next?
0: Um, so oh
2: yeah, I'll jump in quickly. Page nine, which is kind of the contents page, the right side. Yep. Uh, midway on the right side, that okay? Look, I know it's a bit more of an action shot, but I'm going to go with the tough shot for this. It's Jim Stuzkowski's XA Falcon, just on that road going shot looks really yeah. menacing. Yeah, it does. old school but new school at the same time, kind of thing. Mm.
0: Yeah, well. Bruce Howey picked that as his car in this book. But I've got photos of that um, at dawn at Get at the King of the Street. And mm-hmm. it's just as menacing with a layer of Buddy Q on it. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> disappointing it is. Yeah, incredible car. And that's
1: a Oh, it looks car.
2: tough. Yeah. yeah. Something, yeah a
1: a red, tough. red pepper XA is always
2: a winner. Yeah, yeah for sure. Aussies just got four doors so right, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Like Aussie I'm, designers.
1: Yeah. I'm a big fan. Look. I mean, coops are cool, but I don't know. There's just something about four doors. I just think they just balance out a lot nicer. I think
0: I personally prefer four doors in most cases.
2: it's yeah. super tough. Mm.
0: And I've added, I've added page eighty three to into my tough shots, which is the um, the CLU of Tony Jones, the orange one. Um, just the back end of that I I don't know. I just. Oh I yeah. I kept flicking past it, looking at other things and picking out mentions here and there, but just the back of that ute, you know, I thought it just looks tough. Yeah.
2: It is tough. Mm. I knew what it's like.
0: Some comment in that article about he couldn't get the stripes or get anyone to make the stripes, so he we went, for, fuck it, rather than restore it, we went V8, and then we went the full build on it. You know, he to do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. the stripes, oh, well, let's build a pacer out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's good on good. him, it does look cool. It's a good colour, yeah. I like that
1: colour.
0: Yeah. Even that, even that trim shot, I love the trim, you know, the door, the door cards and stuff on it, but yeah, anyway.
2: Don't you don't either. see a lot of ute spelling use done to that style or level either, which is no. cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, definitely. That, that won't nearly take a blue crush roof. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh,
1: honorable mentions. We're at the end of it. So, how many I've got? Uh, well, I did have five, but one of them that time machine story. So, that can get crossed off. So, I've got four. And uh, I'll start off with me first one, James Mackey and Cecil. You know, I follow this fella on Instagram, X Y Y not drift Absolute <laughs> maniac behind the wheel. is <laughs> I'm, I'm just a big fan. I've always been a big fan of of this Cecil, and um, it's sad that he had to sell it, of course. But just a cool car. I just I just love the the look of it. The it's just done right. And if you read that story, you know, obviously built in the late '80s and
0: yeah, it just looks like it. I reckon it's great. Yeah, you know, I had that down as a special mention, and then yeah, just flagged that instant regret, like he already knows that he's going. This is the one. Yeah. So yeah. House funding and. Yeah, again, it's it's cool.
2: Making mature decisions it. really sucks in life, doesn't it? it? Takes a lot of the fun <laughs> yeah. out of it. Yeah, That's
0: unfortunately. It. Living in the shed with your mate where he cooks your tea five nights out of seven in the big um, house, that, that works really well for uh, not having to worry about such things, but you know. <laughs> I can have a life like mine. Uh,
1: my second honourable mention was just the story with uh, John Bow and Thomas Randall about their little cancer scares. I reckon it was good for them to put it in there and good to hear their stories. It's it's always um, it's always sort of important, and it's probably getting more important now. And it seems to be more people talking about it, like men's health and all that in general. And I think that was a good story. Um, having gone through it with Dad a couple of years ago, it's you know, blokes need to look after themselves a bit better. And I reckon that was a good good thing from the.
0: Yeah, well I had that down there too. And definitely, yeah, really timely, you know, because yeah, again, we don't drag ourselves off and get to the check out, so it's um gotta get a little more proactive on it for sure. Mm.
2: Yeah, Mm. the years slip by really quick and before you know it, yeah, you gotta make sure that you're looking after yourself. That's it. We can't be indestructible forever. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no well, that's it I used to say oh well, you've got to die or something and all those throwaway lines you use in your 20s but all of a sudden you're looking around and yeah you've got people who need you you know so
2: that's it, right and people you want to see grow up for as long as possible yeah exactly right. yeah we all
0: wise up a little late it seems but you know again <laughs> as long as we can turn it yep, yep. Like that. next one third one
1: is that
3: white
1: <laughs> HSV the VS HSV. I just think that's awesome a uh, big fan Shoot. of the VS VR Commodores and the old clubbies. I reckon they're a good thing, and I reckon they're probably they probably are collectible now, but I think they're definitely going to be collectible in years to come. And this fella's just gone on the hack with it, and <laughs> it looks
3: tough as I love it.
0: Yeah, really yeah. Love it. Oh, total kudos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I like yeah. the fact that he traded in his cherry black one for that one. Yeah. Slotted yeah. the guy to get the white manual one, and now it runs a power glide. Got <laughs>
3: <Yeah.
0: laughs> the manual one in there, and now for running drag auto. But yeah, good. I did like that car, and that could have been my top car in this book, too, if I had worked on it a bit harder. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, there's so much you can pick from. But one last little honourable mention for me was that uh, coverage of the mud runner. That, that just looks like a fun event. Um, that would be something awesome to go to, I reckon.
2: Most definitely. I went there back in, I think it was 2014. I think I once drove down for that. Just had a ball the whole time. Yeah, it was great. So, yeah. Who few, wants to go
0: few. next? Yeah, well, there were definitely a few gathering at the Mud Run under the uh, mud Banner, apparently. But um, <laughs> yeah, the cover of John Smooth's Pontiac was pretty cool to see, the 62 Pontiac. And um, yeah. Sideways in the dirt and then a bit of solo going on around it as well. <laughs> so, yeah. Some
2: of the pics he posted of that, it was just awesome. Like him and Marty, just you could just see massive grins like ear to ear in the front, just, oh, yeah, pitching I mean. it completely like, sideways. Great pics.
1: <laughs> when you're seeing these, these fully grown men in these cars sideways, you know, in the dirt and just grinning. Like, Cheshire <laughs> cats, it's like, you know that's a good
2: time. Yeah. That's what it's all about, isn't it? People yeah. forget you got to have fun with cars that's sometimes. Right. You know? That's it. Yeah. Oh, who, who wants to go next?
0: Do you want to go next, Simon?
2: Look, because mine is mud run based, I might just quickly throw it in here.
0: Yeah.
2: I was... Look, pretty much all of the photos here that were done by Neil Bayless, they're all... <laughs> They just all tell such a great story. And I was torn between on page 110, there was that 48 Chef pickup, like completely and utterly sideways. Then you've got the – what was that thing down the bottom right? Is that a Studio Baker? Oh, it is a Studio Baker pickup doing the same. But I ended up going with page 112, that Mercedes. I love that model of Mercedes to start with. And that thing just fully (laughs) – you know, he's nearly got the left front wheel picking up. Yeah. He's gone that hard sideways. It actually looks like it's tubbed, I think, by the photo. It looks like it's got some pretty big meats, like butcher-spec meat cuts under the back there. And that's that was my pick for an uh, honourable mention. Yeah, nice. uh, Kane Sanderman's LS-powered 65. Love that car. Very cool.
1: Have you seen the guy on Instagram that put the AMG 63 running gear in one of these old bends?
2: Yeah, that's a Queensland that's car. The thing hauls that us. Thing? Yeah,
3: oh. it's very cool. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
2: Damn cool. But that, yeah. but that
0: spread of photos from 112 and 113. That's just a really great looking buddy page. I was, I was a bit the same too when I started looking through. I thought, cause yeah, I looked at that one and then went back the other side and again that pickup. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think the whole thing just deserves a blanket honourable mention. Yeah. The whole event. Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah, and at least, you know, mm. we all had it written down. We all meant to talk about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything yeah. yeah.
1: else there, Moses?
0: Uh, I had Scott Pye's F Truck co- uh, Coyote concept building with Erebus as a Pro Tourer. Okay? Oh,
1: yes. Yeah, no, that's yeah. going to be cool. Oh, I just love people that are using these Coyote engines. I reckon they're
0: great. Yeah, well, that's why I probably it uh, pricked me ears, pricked me eyes a little. But um, also the fact that Cam Waters from Supercars is doing the next b 2 feed. So just yeah, a couple of boys in the quick brackets that didn't have more cars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I suppose I wanted to try and maybe we're doing a recap on the, um, on the snapshot segment, perhaps Mark Parsons, Simon.
2: That's oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a lot of fun doing that with him. He's a great guy. You made a lot of
0: discoveries on the way through, or you you documenting a lot of what you knew about Mark anyway?
2: About 50-50. I'd seen a bit of his early stuff that he'd posted on Facebook, which is kind of how I went down the path of, of uh, contacting him for snapshots. But, mate, honestly, this many cars, we must have looked at in six episodes, geez, probably nearly 50 cars. It's just scratched the surface. This guy yeah. has owned hundreds of cars. It's incredible. Like, we just, yeah, we tried to kind of pick the best or the most interesting of the lot, but we could have gone for another six months easily. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. And he's still building cars now. Like, he basically, since the mid-70s, he just has never stopped. Yeah. Well,
0: it just seems like buy a car, change a car. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. it's just been part of every purchase he's made on the way. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, work.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. When you get to a snapshot of someone and so many photos of cars on car trailers, you know that they're either buying them or they're selling them. One of the two. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been a busy well, just,
1: bloke. And just yeah, you know, lowballed somebody that's been added in the back shed. Oh, I want fifteen grand for this thing. And, you know, <laughs> just just <laughs> taking it through the car wash on the trailer. Yep, yeah, let's get this sold. make some money.
2: That's right. In the last 10 minutes since I bought it, I just stopped at the servo yeah. for a piss. And yeah. I've decided that there's been, been a change of direction in my life. I'm not saying that Mark is like this, but you can just pick those sorts of ads when you see him on Facebook. Oh, oh change yeah. of direction, mate. It's coming up for sales. like, fuck, you bought the thing 10 minutes ago, you know. Yeah, at least take it so, off the trailer, boys. Yeah. Oh, that's my pet hate. Man, that just drives yeah. me up the wall. Take it off the trailer. Wash the thing. Try and make mm. an effort, you know. But Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Again, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
1: we'll, we'll leave at that.
2: and then else, Moses?
0: Yeah, well, Simon Major wrote, wrote a review on Hot Rod Girl, the movie, which I thought was pretty good and pointed me towards it. But Craig Issel, uh, Wonky Lines, Pinstripe, who I don't imagine buying Street Machine magazine, actually shared the link to that movie pretty much the day I got the magazine which I thought was crazy, you know. It's yeah, okay. Car world, but obviously, and Craig still being a big fan of it, I don't know whether you've come across Craig,
2: Simon. No, no, I haven't actually, but I will check him out.
0: He's never walked away without a story. He's grown up watching all the old hot rodders and he's just paid respect and homage to everybody along the way. But he did the bit of pinstriping on the boot lid of me, Nash, and, Yeah, just a a great guy, but, you know, he's probably a pretty good Hot Rod reference to your review.
2: (laughs) If you were going to try and tell me, Chris Kelly, a.k.a. Moses McCready, you've never walked away from something without a story, I'll eat all my hats and shoes a lot, right? So don't try and tell me that that's not something you're like.
0: <laughs> so, I don't know, not, not on your level, I don't think, mate.
2: I mean, I'm, not, about through the <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but you can't tell me that someone else loves is that's you to a T, and that's a good thing. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what do. keeps keeps the hobby alive, mate.
0: Watch, watch how I take the focus off me, though. Could you please turn to page twenty three? <laughs>
2: I feel like getting a photo of you in the magazine, just so to, you guys can talk about it, and the focus can be on you. You won't have any choice. Uh, let's see.
0: 23, one that doesn't have a number, just to really throw stuff. But your stuff.
2: Oh, XX three hundred eight. Of course, it was supposed to be an yeah. honorable mention. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <That's how laughs> oh, I'm
2: oh it is now. Conversation
0: from myself. There you go, right there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's actually in my top two all time favourite vans. That particular version of it is just so tough. Like, have a look at the thing. It's just tough ass. Yeah. It's just,
0: so, I went to visit Chris yeah. Brown on a bit of a shed stop. He's got the rear oh, wheels yeah. off it. He's got the rear wheels off it. He had them stacked in the passage. And as we've walked along, he's got a magazine open to the feature. <laughs> had all his things <laughs> opened up on the table. Unbelievable guy. But, you know, just yeah, preserving a little bit of that heritage.
2: Look, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a tidbit about this panel van that I always have to tell people. <laughs> if you look closely at that van, you'll notice that there's no chrome, like the side pipes have been painted black, the roof racks painted black, or that it's just a perimeter of a roof rack. Do you notice there's no chrome? Because Steve Ellis, who actually built this back in the day, he was a massive fan of that Trans Am racing. And he that's why the thing's so low and fat and flared and has no chrome. And considering in the van craze, that's the exact opposite of what people were doing. It just, yeah, True. makes it even cooler.
0: Huge stretch. Yeah. Mm. A little bit around oh. the wheel. I
2: love <laughs> those bonnet um,
1: scoops on what you call it. The, uh, the call, is it?
2: The L88. One? Yeah, got the yep.
1: call scoop on
2: it. They're just freaking awesome. Oh, the whole van, it's just fucking tough ass. Definitely. Yeah. So tough. That interior, look at the size of the moonroof. You frigging get sunburned lying <laughs> in that thing at night. Like, it's huge.
0: And uh, very cool, Adam Black, for posting that. that yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. He actually owns it. it. Adam Black oh, actually yeah. owns that van now. Still just a alive. Little... Yeah, he oh. owns it, Adam Black.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if I, if I wandered down the list, I could say there was stuff. I mean, Wrinkles FX in there again, the big block FX suit. I just love that. Love seeing that as much as I can. Um, page 76, we've got a shot of Sabretooth. Uh, I suppose just the fact that it's a panel bang. Um You got anything on this one, Simon?
2: I've only seen photos of it, uh, to be honest. I don't really know much about it, no. to be brutally honest. But, yeah, it looks pretty tough. Well, yeah. no question. It's got a supercharger. Too, huh?
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: I'm just being Captain Obvious. My apologies. <laughs> And I think
0: I'd be more than happy. I mean, uh, see, um, Craig Gusby in gold with his 37 Chev burnout thing uh, with the machine guns on it and the turbo. Oh, yeah, that was page uh, yeah. 142. But again, special mention. Um, I'm nearly out, but page 138, Amy Hopkins, um, blown EFI 202HJ. Well, I what was a cool gonna, combo. I was
1: yeah. going to put that in because we. Was, you know, I was tagged in uh, in the Instagram the other day when I Chris about when I was bagging out not bagging out just pointing out that Holden Sixes look small in the bays of the HQJs and Zs. and uh, of course this one comes up with a blower on it and someone's asked me uh, via the Instagram hopefully it uh, fills out the engine bay which it does and yeah. uh, I was actually parked couple of doors down from this at the geelong holden day a couple of years ago it's, it's actually a cool really cool car
2: i agree with you ao on that i i'm 100 percent side by side that the holden sixes look small in those bays whereas you look at like a 265 in the end of the valley and it looks like it fills it up okay but yeah, yeah i'm with you on that so don't feel bad don't let anyone give me a hard <laughs> time about it
1: Oh, but I
0: know get that. It's just And even if they get busy down, they get busy down one side. You know, they're still they're still blank yeah. on the other
2: side. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's look. Let's just, let's be honest. It makes it so much easier to work on them. I'd oh, rather yeah. I'd rather pull the distributor out of a six-cylinder Holden or Valiant than a V8 any day. Yeah. <laughs> and for like uh, yep.
0: in amongst their cars and doing it all because that HJ she built that car. But if we go to 76 and 77, I'd be happy to sign off as that as my final special mention. Uh, we've got two special Commodores there. have got Michaelia Stewart's VK Group A, which has got a built 308 top loader, inch, but the original motor and box are still sitting in the shed. And we've got the purple Emma Williams VK with a warm 202 and drymatic.
2: Yeah, very cool.
0: And both those ladies smiling pretty hard.
2: As you would be Yeah, Yeah.
0: exactly So, no, that photo off the back of the the blown HJ, I thought was a winner for me I could nearly close the magazine on that
1: Oh, well, that's good Well, we're at the end of our uh, things But I I haven't actually mentioned this to Chris But I I think we've got to have a, a bit of an addition to our little discussion How good is expression session?
2: Oh, yeah Aiden Donald oh, talk about man. a man with a young man too. Yeah. talk about skills. He's going to go, well, he's already going places, but he's just shooting for the stratosphere. I think he's, that, um, yeah, he's got it going on NASCAR thing. I'm a little embarrassed. Oh, to oh, that
1: I loved it. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I just left it out. I thought, I think we probably just need to add a little chat about expression session at the end of our reviews moving forward. Cause it, like it wasn't in the mag when we started, and they're on their second one. And
0: well, we did talk that car with Brucey as well,
1: but yeah. Yeah, it's just, I mean, once again, I saw the picture of it. I think it was someone put it up on Instagram or something. I thought, oh wow, thinking it's a real car. <laughs>
2: he does such good work, oh, that it does man. look real. I was just saying, but the most disappointing thing about this for me. I'm being completely selfish here is that I actually sent in photos of my orange panel van and also the Kevin Monk Daytona to Aiden going, mate, if you're looking for something for this, (laughs) yeah, can you mix them together for me? And I've seen this thought, there's no way that the magazine is going to publish two expression (laughs) sessions where both vehicles have got Daytona inspired fronts. There's no way that's going to happen within, Five years of each other, so no, I'll just have, just have to get my pens and out. And, and
1: <laughs> yeah. Shoot, your, shoot yeah. you an image.
2: Yeah, if you yeah. like a dodgy Photoshop, that'll be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, hang on. There was a picture drawn by a young 11 year old of an XYGT in here as well. Is it in um, your stuff? Or what do we call the young person section? Uh, oh, Department of Youth. Department of Youth, yeah. Um, and just to show that yeah, those kids are still thinking cars and still, yeah, still yeah. kids out there. <laughs> yeah, eleven years old. Uh my son eleven year old son Cooper is drawn for you, he's obsessed with the mag and cars. And we know what can happen to those eleven year olds. Uh, yeah,
2: well he's got it running low, hasn't he? He's got it dumped in the weeds, that thing. So he's definitely on <laughs> yeah, the on the right cam- path.
0: It looks like it might have a bit of camber. <laughs> 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 so no, excellent to see. And like Again, that tags into that, you yeah, know, the restorers haven't quite grown there, but the interest as much as the street machine has had, you know, yeah, yeah. running into yeah. the picture with a bit of diversity, good to see.
1: Oh, well, if no one's got anything else, we can really, really thank Simo for joining us. It was, it was great to have, uh, have you on board for, a, for a chat and a review. It was um, bloody awesome.
2: Mate, thanks to both of you for having me on. It's, it's honestly, it's a pleasure and I feel privileged that you've had me on to chat. So it's just been, keep doing what you're doing. I'm loving your show and enjoy uh, listening good. to it every thur- oh, every second Thursday. So. Yeah,
0: well, it seems that uh, Red might be a little more difficult to focus than your good self. I was trying to pull him in on the next magazine, but he's got a fair bit going on uh, under that other name of Adam. So uh,
1: <laughs> We'll get him on at some stage.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I think they sure. will probably nearly announce at this point that Chad Ribbons is happy to come in and talk about the next magazine when it drops. So it'd be interesting to see what fuels that boy.
2: Oh, top light, Chad. Good guy. You'll definitely get a a good episode with him for sure. We can't put in
0: the voting anymore because uh, by the time this episode comes up it's all uh all been answered, but uh it's been a good journey for sure. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sign off on
2: the Fucking journey. Where'd that come from? <laughs> 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 A journey to the center of the earth. Yeah. A journey off the edge of this Mount Bunningham.
0: <laughs> no, the next journey will be the old Nash and that 3800 converter lurking me home. Good
2: stuff. Yeah. Just be careful when you open the door, mate. I hear that there's the ground's a bit wet there, you don't want to slip <laughs> over.
0: <laughs> I'm land in it. I was actually out of, I'm near Crowell Castle, so it's pretty relevant as well. But I went out there to try and do a bit of music promotion with the guy and he got so drunk and he was filling us with beers and all the rest. And I whenever I need to piss, he said, just go out and piss in the garden out there. I'd been out pissing over the edge of the bluestones into the garden. He walked out there by the end of the night, slipped arse overhead and landed face first in the garden and actually cut his forehead open as he went down. And we couldn't do any wrong. And his mate Richo and I thought we might have got him, we might have infected him at that point. (laughs) 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 Could buy a castle, but couldn't stay tidy for the evening. (laughs) We've all been there. Yes. (laughs) I wish, I wish. I'd be shaking
1: up. Take it up more than enough of Mr. Simo's time. But really, thanks again, mate. It's been uh, been great. We might get you on again, maybe, I don't know, some stage down the track.
2: Yeah, cheers, guys, anytime. No worries love talking time. cars and love talking crap, so we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we'll, uh, we'll so sign great. off. Sweet. Thanks very much. Enjoy the rest of your days. See
0: you, guys. You too.
2: Bye, see ya. See ya. Bye, Simo.